0: What do you know about what Harambe is?
1: He is a large primate that was killed in the line of duty.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He was doing God's good work and they shot him
1: down. That's correct.
2: Hey everyone! Welcome back to the IO Panel Podcast. Yay! Yay! Cheers from the audience. F- whoop! Ra- Mike, raise the roof. Ra- He's raising the roof. In the, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Uh, <laughs> episode seventy-two. I'll be your host this week. My name's Evan. As always, uh, with me are the illustrious co-hosts, Mike. How you doing? What up? And James. How are What's you? What's up? Very good, very good. Is the roof sufficiently raised? Sufficiently. Excellent.
1: Not Anything? satisfactorily, but sufficiently. It's
2: not up yeah. to code, but it is sufficient. It'll do. Good enough Dude. for government work, as they say. Some you know how uh in the fine print there's like tricky words sometimes? So in the The tricky words? The, those tricky <laughs> words. <laughs> you mean English? <laughs> <laughs> multi-syllabic words, uh huh. No, like uh, in architecture, for instance, if you're if you're building a house, um, you can say, oh, it's got a builder's grade roof. You're like, oh, builder's grade. Oh, they know what they're doing. That's a good roof. What does that mean? What it really means is the minimum spec for the roof to pass inspection. Oh That's builder's God. grade. So it's fucking like cardboard and you know shellac. That's it.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like it's okay. It's technically all right. I thought the Shellac were uh, were a the, people indigenous. The Shellac? <laughs> yeah.
2: You're missing a the consonant there, my friend. We are the Shellac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, yeah. You know, those confusing those confusing word builders grade. Be on the lookout for that.
1: And did you did you do you know that because of your father?
2: I think so, but I can't be 100% sure. I may have seen that information somewhere else, although since he does own and operate a construction company, it is likely <laughs> that I also heard it from him.
0: Okay. <laughs> See, I have to father, go examine my
2: timelines, you know. Evan's mm-hmm. father
0: employs a man named
2: Harold Sheliak. That's correct. <laughs> <clears throat> Classic Harold. That's right. Anything to uh, report from this past week? Anything you guys got into, got out of, legal trouble, fatherhood, whatnot? Mm, saw some good TV. So, saw some, some, saw some good titties. Some... Oh, that's, that's what amazing. I thought he was going to Jesus.
0: No, none of that. Um, no I saw some good TV myself. That was really it.
1: What did you see, James? Don't don't keep us in dispense. Sorry, suspense. Sorry, I know that was like dispense. a leading
0: thing. I was like, saw some TV." Now take me there. Um, no, uh, I I watched uh, the Defenders. I finished that. We talked about that. I think last week, and I mm-hmm. finished the. Uh, and I watched something I've been waiting on, ne- waiting for for a while on Netflix called uh, um, uh, fuck. It's a Japanese. Garfield? No. Is that a thing on that? No, no, no. It's a Japanese um thing. Uh, uh Death Note.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. The Death live Note. action one.
0: Yeah, the live action unit U.S. one. I mean, there's a there's like at least three live action Japanese ones that are all fucking excellent. Oh, I didn't know. Um, but the <laughs> live action U.S. one, it, it was it's different. It's not. Um, I should have wrote it down for us to talk about it, but I have so much to lecture everybody on today, so it, I didn't want to get to. it. Is it
2: satisfactory? Is it builder's grade?
0: It's not builder's grade, not to me. I mean, I think if you if you're new to the to the to the genre, if you're new to that, then it it is builder's grade, which doesn't say much. I mean, Suicide Squad was builder's grade, mm-hmm. I think. So, you know,
2: it was technically a movie, and they were technically allowed to charge yeah. you money for seeing it. Yeah,
0: there were people who acted in roles uh and they use lines to get a
2: point across possibly to, to get your money yes 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 okay okay fair enough <laughs> um i don't think i did anything interesting i got a couple new mice I got get? I got a, uh, I don't know how to how to pronounce this Razer Hugan or Drugan It's a it's the classic Razer Abyssus shell with their current uh 7200 DPI sensor in it which is the best one available. You can tell me how you guys think you might pronounce that. I think you said it right, Hugan. It's a Chinese only uh device. So I did have to get it on eBay. Actually, I got it on AliExpress. So that is one of my uh, my more prized items, along so with you, the you Was, too much was it expensive? Mice? It was $40, which is pretty average not bad. for a mouse. Nope. Not bad. So I got this one. I have actually something that's also not in America. The classic uh, Razer Death Adder. Oh. However, it is all white.
1: Oh. And it makes it all right.
0: Yeah. Yep. Is this is this a cloud is that a cloud nine
2: special release or something? It's not. Um, I think it does not have the side buttons, so I think it's the the PC Bang edition. Because Asians or,
0: don't have fingers. They don't have they don't have thumbs.
2: Well, they have a lot of cyber cafes, and the more corners you can cut to make the peripherals cheaper, the better. Oh uh, right, right, right. Okay. So and they all play um uh, Starcraft. MOBAs, so oh, it's all gee. about you know the speed at which they can left click. They don't need any side buttons. So I got those two special Razer mice. Then I have the Razer Boomslang Collector's Edition, two thousand seven. Only ten thousand were made, and I bought one. It has a certification plaque and everything.
1: Is it numbered? It is. Nice.
0: I feel you know, like I feel like there's a. <sighs> All this time, I've kind of ridiculed you if you're, you're collecting mice, but maybe mice is the G.I. Joe of your generation. That's not true at all, but it's, but, it's, but maybe it's a valid collectible is what I mean to say. Now, in the PC era, it's a valid collectible.
2: I do have quite a few uh, mice that are no longer in production, and you really can't find them anymore. Um. You know, I don't know what that really gets me. Probably nothing. It's just, that is the the item which I have chosen to dump my money towards.
1: Well, some of us, um, you know, find solace in a bottle. Correct. <laughs> you find it.
2: In, in various uh, <laughs> input devices. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I have made this argument in the past. I don't know if I've... Made it to you guys, but my obsession and desire to collect the perfect input device actually started in. He's like obsession. Grade school? Nay,
1: nay, necessity.
2: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yes, actually started in grade school, probably uh, fourth grade, maybe fifth grade, with collecting pens.
1: And are you still doing the pen thing?
2: I am. Not as aggressively as I have in the past, but I still have a lot and I could argue that a pen could be an input device because you use it to write with your hand, it conveys information
1: it's an output device
2: uh, yes. interesting argument that makes a mouse well, an
0: output device too, though right well, because the the pen is the output for human beings. A mouse is also an output for human beings.
2: So, okay. Mm. The mouse is an input device. The monitor is an output device. So would the pen be an input device because it draws on the paper, which is makes the paper the output device? Loosely? Mm. We'll go with it. Now, see, now there's so too many. Pens. Interesting. There's too many devices <laughs> putting things where they don't need to go. Interesting. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would, this sounds like a question for a philosopher. Yeah, it, I,
2: it could be, I am an internet philosopher. I have a doctorate in that. I feel like this is... From
1: the University deep, of Sao Tome and... No, I don't I, feel, I feel
0: like this is episode two
1: of the uh, Deep Thoughts with IO Panel.
0: Episode yeah. two, we'll have to do that. We'll have to make that input and output devices.
2: Where does well, paper fit? Hey, I'm down paper we matters <laughs> paper matters the weight of the paper matters the thickness of the tip eh, matters no you right about that you know
1: it all matters 20 pound 84 level brightness dude
2: you know how accomplished you feel if you write a full page of cursive on an unlined sheet of paper and it looks good yeah. that's a miracle it is a miracle <laughs>
0: And you take that letter, get your wax freaking thing, you frickin' put your seal on it, and you send it back into Ooh. 1852.
2: You know we need one of those. Well, then
1: you need then you need to write with one of those feathers and uh, a bottle of ink.
2: We've already discussed that. Those letters go to Nunavut. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, Yellowknife. Yeah. It was Yellowknife. Yellowknife. Oh, is that what it My is? My mistake, yeah. Dearest James, mother. James's pen pal in Yellowknife.
1: Oh, right. I forgot about that.
2: All right. Mike, you do anything? I already asked you that. You did not. <laughs> Alright, good. Glad we covered that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did I do anything? No, no, not really, you know. Um, James, though, I got a question for you. Did um is there something going on tonight?
0: Yeah, there's a barbecue.
1: Okay.
0: Are you going? I am gonna make an appearance, yes. Am I going? You are. We're invited. At the that same is up time. to you. <laughs> yeah, but but you are an adult, and I will leave it up to you. But um, many other adults will be showing up. I will be popping in and popping out. Uh, JC will be showing up, and uh, the invitation is in the Facebook comment, Facebook group called Friends Chat. Hmm. Scroll up to the words "cookout"
2: for the next twenty-four hours. Mike, you are an adult and allowed to decide for yourself. Yep. <clears throat> no mm. consultation required. Gross. <laughs> it's like none of that appeals to me. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Okay. All right. Well that's fine. Fair enough. Okay. Well enjoy your enjoy your party. Uh in case you need to bring something sweet. Huh? Huh? Let me get into the first news story here. So a family in uh England and Mike, do you actually happen to have the article open? Yeah. Okay, I want you to try and pronounce the city where they live. It's in the second paragraph, second line, first word. (laughs) It's spelled L-E-I-C-E-S-T-E-R-S-H-I-R-E.
1: Leicestershire?
2: Worcestershire sauce.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: It's pronounced Leicestershire.
1: Leicestershire. Yeah. So, it's not what it says, but okay. <laughs> hey, it's English. Don't fight <clears throat> me. Mhm. So,
2: a family that wishes to remain anonymous has put in an insurance claim. Um, their attic is full of bees and honey. So apparently they didn't know about this until the honey became so plentiful that it started leaking down through the light fixtures on their ceiling. Now, by by the grace of God, their insurance company is covering this much as if it were a flood of water and said, actually, it's quite common for uh, bee infestations in attics for some of these older homes because people don't get up in those crawl spaces very often. Um the home is from the 18th century. So it's a couple hundred years old, at least.
1: Well, it's 17 something, right? Mhm. Wow.
2: Presumably the late half of the seven, of the 18th century. So, you know, could be creeping up on 300 years old. It's an old country. They got history there. That's what Eddie Izzard says anyways. What does he know? <laughs> yeah. So, that's fun. Mike, would you like an attic full of bees?
1: I think you know the answer to that, Evan. I don't know anyone that would want an attic full of bees, although... <laughs> I want an attic full of honey. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was just
2: like you're, you're, you have an unfinished attic full of cardboard boxes and everything, but everything's just covered in honey? Oh, it's not like nicely packed jars of honey. It's just strewn it, about. It's just is is
1: everywhere. Strewn <laughs> about. Strewn <laughs> about.
2: Is there? Are there combs? There are combs. The combs are covered
0: in honey. See, a honeycomb is apparently a delicious snack. If you
2: like chewing on wax, yes. Count me in. I have eaten a candle before, so I'm right next to you.
1: Um... <laughs> I feel like we need we to explore to that
2: classics.
1: I think we need to explore that further, Evan. I feel like that's a very old classic one there. Eh, the candle, you
0: know, candle eating.
2: Who hasn't eaten a candle? Who hasn't you know done some regrettable things in their younger days?
1: Did you eat the wick?
2: Uh, I don't think so. It wasn't a large candle. It was, you know a child's birthday candle. And it was covered in icing, and I got overzealous and just went for it.
1: I thought it's a a child's candle. (laughs) It's like, what does that mean? (laughs)
2: Those aren't eating candles, boy.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, you mean, okay, okay. You mean birthday cake. I see. Not a fucking tea candle or damn Yankee candle, motherfucker. (laughs) I was thinking like a really long candle, like if you're eating like a fancy dinner for two, you know, and you have like one of those like really long, skinny candles. Yeah. That's what In the I was middle thinking. of a
0: first date, Evan just begins
2: eating the candle. Well, from the, from I didn't
1: think table. it was at a first date. I'm just thinking, you know, that's finish the kind my of meal candle for some reason. Look,
2: look at the candlestick holder. Be like, you can eat that.
1: <laughs> you eat that stapler? You can't. You can't. You want to split it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great.
2: Oh boy, um, you go. so imagine if you if your attic was flooded with honey. And you called your insurance company. They'd be like, that's an act of God, my friend. That's not covered. You don't have honey insurance.
1: Do you sell honey insurance? Yes, we do. (laughs) We do now. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. Crazy. That is pretty crazy.
2: Yeah. Well, if we move on to the next article, I think uh, James has this one. Yep. So this
0: isn't really an article, I've been I've been told. I've <laughs> copped out. This is just a YouTube video, but uh still important nonetheless. So H three H three Productions, uh many know them as uh a group of people who do reaction videos. It's it's a husband and wife, uh uh dynamic some, duo. Yeah, some the client the client Klein, mm-hmm. clients uh ELA and Kevin or Kevin I think Ethan Ethan and Ela Klein yeah. so um, they've basically uh, they do kind of videos where it's like uh, they find someone who does a cheesy or cringy video then they make do kind of a comment throughout as they watch stop record I mean play their own footage you know it's basically it fits all within the within the boundary of fair use so fair use would be like for instance if, someone took a video uh, if someone took a movie if evan took a movie and watched the movie and then showed about 15 minutes worth of clips from the movie while he did a comment uh his his own kind of he was a critic and he kind of did his own thing about oh this is what is whatever so fair use says that you have to add and whatever you do has to be transformative and it can't be purely what you do cannot be a carbon copy replacement for what has been done by the previous uh, IP holder. So Evan couldn't take that footage and then just put a little box of him in the corner, eat popcorn while he watches the entire movie all the way through, and then post that video on YouTube and say, here's my reaction video to Batman The Dark Knight. Um, but he could watch The Dark Knight, show 15 or 20 minutes with a clips from it, and then do his news and comment on it. So that's basically what the Kleins do, is that kind of stuff. Uh, They're pretty funny, uh, pretty outrageous, and Ethan Klein is a pretty um, infamous Internet character and a huge proponent of Internet YouTube rights and everything else like that. That's how him and his wife make money, so he's very outspoken about it. Um, It's pretty interesting to watch him, actually, if you're into that kind of stuff, but uh, they are funny. So at any rate, they did a video a year ago on the, about this guy who does he does this very very cringy kind of like uh, I don't know what they are honestly parkour it's, just, it's
2: parkour yeah
0: parkour parkour girl it's called bold guy versus parkour girl and the whole idea of his videos is he's a bold guy who says whatever he wants to girls and they fall in love with him every time it's acting and it's just like they run around and jump over stuff and at the end he kisses her then he says you got to chase me now and she's like oh i want to chase you cuz i'm i'm a stereotype and a horrible actress so they they did a video of it and that guy sued them claiming that they violated fair use and uh or not value he he put a DCMCA. dcma DCMCIA. i don't know yeah he put a he put a complaint using that and got their video taken down, which strips their monetization and then he said, I own that video because it's um because it was uh his content is in it his content is in it, yeah, and their videos get millions of views, so he was gonna claim all of that um all of that money all that all that financial gain from that video so they uh sued him and after a year of battling out. Uh, they won the lawsuit. He sued them for defamation of character um, because he claims they accused him of being someone who's just a, uh, who is has a litigation trigger finger, who just, like, anytime someone doesn't like their stuff, he sues them. Uh, he sued them for, obviously, stealing his content, and he sued them for something else, uh, for libel. Um, but the judge uh, wrote an opinion, which is quite excellent. They read the opinion in this video that I posted. Um, it's a great video, honestly, and uh, you can watch their original video, which is uh, thirteen minutes long. they reposted it and put it back up it's it's really funny uh, and super cringy. so if you want to see what this all the hypes about, it's just a cringy ass video. what they do is clearly a transformative work um, even though they do post this guy's video in in its entirety it is a it is a transformative work and you wouldn't be able to watch their content without his content or his content without their comment content without getting the two. So it's, uh, it's pretty good. Um, And I have posted that in the show notes as fair use. And then the second one is two. So definitely check it out. If you get some time, this is kind of groundbreaking because it's um, it kind of sets the tone for how uh, legal cases will look at fair use on YouTube specifically in the future. Um, there's a lot of problems with fair use and reaction videos right now, people getting sued because of it, people getting um, threatened because of it, and people get losing their monetary uh, incentive and takedown notices getting sent and all kinds of things happening. It happened to me tons and tons of times, not getting sued, but I would get takedown notices from trolls who would just say, oh, there's some some content from something I made in there. And they would send a takedown notice. And YouTube, by default, automatically takes down the content. They basically say they default to the person who cl- the claimant is correct over the defendant uh, in every case. So that's one of the main reasons I stopped doing
1: You can appeal it,
0: right? You can appeal it. But the appeal process, it takes 30 days. And it's just a pain in the butt. It's just a hard process. And then there's never a person really involved. So, and then the thing is, there's lots of these guys and there's a lot of them in Africa and in Italy and all all over the country. You can't get them to stop. They'll keep doing it and they'll keep popping up new companies, just doing it more and more and more. Because <clears throat> think about it. If your video has 15,000 views or let's say a million views and you're getting a penny per click or something like that, I, you're not even getting that. But let's say you're getting a penny per click after everybody gets their money out, that's a still a pretty fair chunk of change. If these guys can demonetize or steal the monetization of your video for 30 days, 60 days, 120 days, that's pretty significant. So, Especially if they're doing
2: it to a bunch of different uh, yeah. channels.
0: Yeah, and they're not doing it to one person. They're doing it to tons and tons of channels all at once. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge pain in the butt for, for content producers. And this is a... This litigation will, will hopefully force YouTube to change the way they handle that stuff. So, um, yeah. so that's a good precedent important. for the future.
2: Yeah. Um, who, what, what channel or group went through that whole, uh, reaction to reaction videos like a year and a half ago? Uh,
0: that was the, uh, the something brothers. It wasn't the Klein brothers. That's easy, guys. It was something, yeah, it was, I can't. It was these. Uh, it was the guys who do all the kids react videos. Yeah. So they tried to make a reaction channel and tried to copy—not copyright, but basically, if you use the word react, then you basically had to be part of their family, and then they would get a piece of your monetization because their their client claimed we invented react, reinvented the reaction yeah. uh, genre, and basically, I mean, they paid for that huge mistake. Um, lost a lot of subscribers and it was just not a good scene. I think we talked about it when it happened, but it just wasn't good for them at all.
2: Yep. Well, cool. I'm glad this, uh, came out in the favor of content creators. Yeah, absolutely. You should be able to critique and evaluate without being, uh, subject to persecution.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And his, his, his video is so fucking cringy, dude. <laughs> my god do yourself a favor if you like cringe stuff go watch this video it's the fucking skeeviest thing
2: well I for one am glad that we finally got some closure on this matter speaking, speaking of closure of- <laughs> Mike will you take us into the next
1: uh, article here <clears throat> yes sir so <laughs> back in 19 19 2 <laughs> Believe 1945, the USS Indian- Indianapolis was sunk by the Japanese in the Philippine Sea. Hmm. Okay, and just like a day or two before that, they had de- delivered like some of the final pieces for one of the atomic bombs. Good timing. That was going to be dropped on Japan. So, it was sunk, and and because its mission was so secret, it wasn't ever listed as overdue. (laughs) And they weren't even able to, like, put out a distress call or anything. So, like, 800 people or something survived, initially. Um, But then,
2: were they rescued by, uh, like... Filipino pirates or something.
1: I'm not sure who they were rescued by, but by the time they were rescued, there were only 316 of them. Oh my wow! God. From 800, the sharks and, ate well that night. And actually, yeah, it was a uh, it was exposure, dehydration, drowning, and shark attacks. So my they God. must have been
2: out there for a few days.
1: Yep, it says four to five days. Wow. Um and. I don't know if you guys remember Jaws, but uh, this is the boat that Quint talks about that he was on. He tells them a story about how all the men went in the water. Eight hundred go in, three hundred come out. <laughs>
0: oh boy! So this is exactly that, what he was good. talking about. <laughs> that's this.
1: Good. Yep. So Qu- which is
0: Quint, who was played by What's the craziest father, man right? you had ever seen? He's what's his name, Father, isn't he? Um Who? Fuck. The guy who was in that movie
2: Airplane? Leslie Nielsen? No.
3: Fuck, I can't remember. His I have name. no
2: idea. Okay, anyway, continue. I'm
0: sorry. I'll have to look it up. This is not important. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> okay. Well. Um so yeah, so that's it. So they, so uh the one of the people who is One of the founders of Microsoft, Paul Allen, he led a team of people and they, I don't know why Paul Allen did that. I guess he's, he's into that kind of thing. He loves wasting money. They don't really go into it in the article, but uh, they, he led a team where they finally found the wreck of the USS Indianapolis on the bottom of the, the briny deep. (laughs) Um, Covered in crusty crabs. Pretty much. Pretty much. And James, the guy you're talking about, his name is Robert Shaw? Yeah. So I don't know who he's he's the father of?
0: No, he's not the guy I thought. He's not the guy I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Fun
2: fact, if you're ever stranded on a deserted island and have a limited fresh water source, you can add up to one-third volume of seawater and not suffer the ill effects of drinking straight seawater, which is dehydration. Oh. So you can stretch your water supply.
1: I thought you were going to tell us that your urine is sterile <laughs> and okay to drink. It is not sterile, but
2: not—you uh, know—you could drink it. Don't.
0: Speaking of the Rhine, what's this next article about?
1: <laughs> Nazis Rhine, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this is uh this is an article I just came across I think yesterday, and I was like, What It's about Taylor Swift and how she has become a Nazi idol. Who saw that coming uh not me well i don't I don't think too much about Nazis and you know it their, was only their nonsense, so
2: it was only a matter of time Mike
1: so here uh the guy who, who's the, the main guy at the Daily Stormer, he wrote, Firstly, Taylor Swift is a pure Aryan goddess, <laughs> like something out of classical Greek poetry. Athena reborn. It says that's the most important thing. It is, and this is what else he writes. It is also an established fact, okay, so it's an established fact, guys, that Taylor Swift is secretly a Nazi and is simply waiting for the time when Donald Trump makes it safe for her to come out and announce her Aryan agenda to the world.
2: In the form of CD.
1: (laughs) In the form of a hit-pop single. I, I don't understand. Probably she will be betrothed to Trump's son, and they will be crowned American royalty. (laughs) I thought child marriage was illegal (laughs) It's actually not, Evan I'm glad you brought that up Um, It's not? No It's just frowned
0: upon? Why are you glad we brought it up, Michael? Are you trying to tell us something?
1: Oh, I've recently become aware that that's an issue in America What? Child marriage Is Is it an
2: issue in mainstream America? Or like uh, the Mormon part of America?
1: Uh, well, I don't know about Mormon part of America. That's certainly possible.
2: They kind of do it because the federal government doesn't want to offend people and they kind of keep to their own religious practices. Or are you saying that child marriage is okay as long as all the parents are cool?
1: I'm not saying that, but that's what the law is saying. Okay. In most states, someone as young as I'll say 12 can get married. As long as the parents sign off on it. Okay. The parents and a judge, I think, is usually what it is.
2: Do you happen to know what the uh, minimum age of emancipation is? I do not. I think it's 14. It could be 15.
1: That means, like, you don't want to be under your parents' boot? Yeah.
2: You're, you're an adult <laughs> before you're an adult. I see. Huh. That all parties have to agree. I see. Yeah. Well, there you go. Fun fact, everyone?
1: Interesting. That's weird. Yep. So, I uh, th- uh, thank you for reminding me, Evan. I'm going to I'm not going to talk about it now, but we'll uh I'll I'll uh, make a note We'll to definitely myself.
2: talk more about child marriage in the future.
1: <laughs> for one reason or another. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Didn't you didn't you uh, send me something like, that was I almost said, that? I said <laughs>
2: I sent you a Craigslist article. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Fucking <laughs> the Craigslist post. She was like, uh, I'm a Japanese student and I want you to impregnate me so I can take back your, your white purebred male baby to Japan. You don't have to be the father.
1: So come on over. <laughs>
2: oh, it's great.
1: Yeah, you know, it's like, uh what?
2: Seems sketchy, but can I risk missing out on this opportunity?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. So anyway, all right. So come, coming back to this, so this is quite the article. Um I'm not sure why all of a sudden they're like latching on to Taylor Swift.
3: Well,
2: she's, she's very she's,
0: popular. And she's 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 like one of the few artists who is like super wh- she's 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 white. She's as white as they come and definitely not Jewish or something like that, you know. She's married goddess. It, no, but if you think about it, there's not a lot of artists out there who aren't of some other race or mixed race or have some dealings with uh one of the mud people, as they say.
1: Some dealings.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, like the Kardashians are married to all kinds of Black people and Jews and everything else and Kardashians aren't white, are they? It's Katy Perry. Uh, depends on what you think white is. They're definitely Katie, not white. Katy Perry. I don't know. She seems too feminist. Hmm. You know, Taylor Swift sort of seems like she didn't have an opinion on that stuff either way. She just seems like well, she, she did just, just win her it. lawsuit. Yeah, but I mean, that's you know, I don't think I think that's it's not. I think Katy Perry seems more overtly feminist.
1: I think She's that's more overtly a woman. I guess. <laughs> than, <yeah. laughs> no kidding.
2: Meaning I, she has larger breasts. Yeah, you see her in blonde hair. She
0: could get it. Yeah, it's good. She could get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. she looks like Miley Cyrus. But you
0: know what? That takes me back to Miley, and Miley could get it too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know what Mike. What's <all> Mike? Everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they they all could get it. White, black or other eyes. Um and how dare you oh. Nazis. I think you own Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is owned by Taylor Swift.
2: By Taylor Swift Incorporated, LLC. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, and the and the good people at uh Capitol Records. Um yeah. no, I'm kidding. Yeah. I don't know. Or whatever <laughs> whatever her label is, no. So yeah, I just thought that was odd, you know, but whatever. Mm-hmm. More more crazy
0: bullshit. I mean if you think about it right Nazis gotta like music they gotta have the they, Nazis gotta they don't have a favorite have to like anything no but they they but their Hitler famous. was a fan of music he was a man of the arts yeah yeah he was an artist but but listen if you think about it <laughs> I've, artist about, of death. I've, I've puzzled about this I've puzzled about this for a long time okay Nazis gotta like music they gotta like food they gotta have a favorite thing. Okay, they gotta have a they gotta have a favorite car. The choice so, of you so know, it's what cars, almost like they're people. They are people, just with really bad brains. They were know?
2: following orders. Yeah, <laughs> they're
0: following their orders. So you know, what yeah, would you yeah. say if, okay. if you found out Nazis loved Coleman Coleman's brand mustard?
2: Dude, for sure they did. What are you gonna put on your on your bratwurst when your sauerkraut <laughs> and your mashed potatoes? Mike, you you're, love when things. you're
1: goose stepping through. Hey, through Austria, or whatever. As you step nat- through
0: Austria, have Coleman's mustard. The Fuhrer's mustard.
2: I'm pretty sure <laughs> the Higher Nazis... flavor. I'm, I'm pretty sure... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm pretty sure oh. the Nazis never goose-stepped during wartime, but the Soviets did.
1: That a fact, Evan. Fun facts. You, uh... You teaching us something today? Goose that time. <laughs> okay. Well, please, please stop. No, I'm yeah. Okay. All right. I'm what, kidding.
0: What do we have next? I, I like that. I, that was fun. I had fun. I had fun just then.
1: Fun times to be had by all. All right. Last thing I got here is this uh, this article from Politico. Politico.com So this is probably a little more liberal
4: Mm -hmm.
1: than than center or conservative. It's definitely not any of those things. But it's about, (laughs) the title of the article is How I Became Fake News. So it says, I witnessed a terrorist attack in Charlottesville. Then the conspiracy theories began. So it's written by a gentleman by the name of Brennan... Gilmore and he was at the march in Charlottesville and he videotaped with his cell phone videotaped (laughs) he he recorded with his cell phone using the video record function (laughs) uh the 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 attack where the guy drove his car which I thought initially was a Toyota Camry for some reason but seeing the pictures it looks like a a Dodge Stratus no a Dodge uh, <laughs> either Charger it looks like a Dodge actually it looks like a Dodge Challenger you sure it's not an Eagle Vision <laughs> yeah an Eagle Talon um but anyway so he recorded this and then eventually he showed it to the police like either that same that same day or the next day and then he was like should I should I release this to the public kind of thing he said, uh, yeah, I probably should. So he, he ended up tweeting it out. Mm-hmm. And then all kinds of wild stuff. Uh, he said, neo-Nazi commentators started posting about me on 4chan, Reddit, YouTube. These He says, these crack researchers bragged that they had discovered I worked for the State Department. He's like, it's in my Twitter bio. <laughs> that I have a connection to George Soros he very publicly donated to the campaign of my former boss and that I spent time in Africa working in conflict areas. He said information available in major news outlets. Okay. So. Quite the sleuths. Yeah. They, they, they claim there was no way someone with his background just happened to be there to take that video. Mm. So he's a plant.
0: Mhm. People always want to turn something into fucking some some um uh, what do they call them? black flag, false flag false operations. False flags.
2: Tower yeah, Seven. Wondering. Tower Seven. Oh my
1: god. Well, that's I saw another article talking about that about uh how Alex on I think it was on the Alex Jones show or I don't know. Hmm. Or no, it wasn't on the Alex. I don't know what show it was on, but um, someone was talking about how they're like they they basically accused the whole thing of being a that like a false flag thing. They're like Heather Hayer's mom is an actor and uh, you know, she's hired to be a victim and all this mm-hmm. shit. It's like, what are you talking about? I mean, I I read an article
2: which I later snoped and, and did my research and found out was fake. Uh, they were like a CIA operative confesses on his deathbed that uh, they demolished tower seven. It was like in all my years, I did many secret missions. I thought it was for the good of the country. I set up explosives in buildings from four stories to 80 stories. And they're like, oh, 80 stories. Tower 7, bitch, Tower 7. Mm. But it was fake. Totally mm-hmm. fake article. I wanted it to be true.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so this guy, he's been... You know, his his parents' house has been, like, posted online. Doxed. They've been, you know, sending him threats, this kind of shit. They're accusing him of being a spy. It says, uh, God has a special place for you, Gilmore. You are a lying communist Nazi, and fuck you, Cuck. (laughs) That's (laughs) C-word. Jesus. I love it.
0: I'm telling you, we got to take Cuck back. Yeah, that's a great word. I love it.
1: I know. I kind (laughs) of like it, too. One is, I hate that word so much.
0: <laughs> I love it, dude. I just it's just a fun <laughs> word. It's a it's like twat. It's a fun ass word. It's dude. so Why ridiculous. You, yeah, it's
2: ridiculous. Why do you do not like that word, Evan? Maybe it's because people have taken its original use and expanded it to like anything negative. Then yeah. you you just throw it in.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of that, I watched uh I watched there's somebody broadcasting the Boondocks live on YouTube. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I watched about four hours of it last night, <laughs> and like just like every episode, I never caught this before. But Riley, not yeah, Riley, the youngest character, like his mm-hmm. his catchphrase, is like "nigga, you gay," mm-hmm. and it's just dude, it just watching him do that, it just takes me back to a time when it was okay to say all that stuff, you know, and gay was like a catch-all. It's like cuck,
2: you know. Yeah, I still think it's okay to say that. I would rather someone say that than, like, you Nazi cuck. Like, come on, bro, really?
0: No, you say you can't say Nazi cuck. Nazis can't be cucks. Why not? Nazis are extreme alphas. You gotta say liberal cucks. Liberals are cucks. Marxists, those guys are cucks. Nazis—that's what—that's the ideal man.
2: Could you not argue that the Nazis were extremely liberal for a very small group of people?
0: Dude, the Nazis were total socialists. They were
2: very accepting and wanted equality for all purebred Aryan white men. Yes. Okay. So you just got to narrow your focus, James. Yeah. So
0: regardless of what all I just said, (laughs) Nazis aren't the ideal men. They are totally cucks. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And they're cucks in the sense that they like to watch other men fuck their wives because they're weak and pathetic.
2: How are you going to breed an entire world full of pure blood children without sharing partners? It's a necessity. That's fine. It's
0: part of your duty as the
1: master race. So let me just summarize this article here, the last couple sentences. Sometimes the story is not complicated. Nazis are bad, and I just happened to witness one of them commit a terrorist act, or a terrorist attack, I'm sorry. I didn't want the attention that came with having seen this horrific act, but I will continue to join the millions of Americans speaking out about its undeniable cause. And he goes, goes on to say, we need to stop reading and believing imaginary plots. And we all need to continue to speak out and act both against white supremacy and the culture of conspiracy that has taken root in our country.
2: I think the culture of conspiracy is very, very old. It's been there forever. Yeah, I mean the whole like witch hunts and everything, and Spanish Inquisition. You know, go back way, way long ago. You know, if there's anything that you didn't really understand or knew the facts about, you just came up with a theory.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, and that theory soon soon became truth in your mind. It solidified into into undeniable
2: truth. Yep. Then you tell all the crazy people in town it turns into that game of telephone where you know the end message is not at all what you what you said in the first place.
1: Right. But right. Well
2: <clears throat> we gotta do what we can. Yep. Uh the best thing we can do is clear things up. Ha ha ha. Oh my! Moving on to uh, some stranger danger. I, 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 put this in here because it was kind of fitting, I guess. Not necessarily. It's not really like cybersecurity, but privacy invasion kind of stuff. So the large healthcare company, Aetna, which we're all familiar with, uh, inadvertently let slip the status of twelve thousand. Up, I think it's up to twelve thousand of its subscribers in late July. They did this by, you know, doing something they thought was helpful by sending out a mailer. However, we're all familiar with those envelopes with the sort of clear window on it. displays your name, address, all that kind of stuff. However, this window was quite large. And in the first paragraph, um, Aetna recommended various options to its customers for obtaining HIV medication. Um, sort of outing them without, you know, their permission, obviously. I don't know anyone who would say, yeah, sure, just put it in there, whatever. Um, so the letters went out to residents of New York, New Jersey, California, Ohio, Washington, D.C., uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and one or two other states, I believe. Um, they, you know, profusely apologized to all their... Their uh, their customers, you know, there's a huge breach of uh trust and information. They're investigating, legal teams are all over it, you know. Um I don't know what else to say. That kind of shit happens, unfortunately. But James, you're our medical um underwriter expert. Is this a HIPAA violation? Definitely. Without and a doubt. What happens with that? Is it just like a legal case, or other federal with consequences? But I know
0: this is definitely a HIPAA violation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Without a doubt, I have no idea about that. But I, I know that this is. I mean, they'll probably they might get fined or something. But you know, I mean, what are they yeah. gonna do? They're gonna lock somebody up. Come on, this is the government. They're like, this They're has gonna... caused
2: irreparable damage yeah. to your to our clients.
0: They're gonna slap them with a the five hundred thousand dollar but fine, you know, and then that'll be the end of it or some shit like that. Yeah, you know.
2: And unless, Everyone will it, forget about it in a week.
0: Yeah. is, is, is I know the, I will. Is the list on the dark web or something? Like, can I go Google, who, see who has fucking HIV? Mm, no. Yeah,
2: so whatever. And probably, ve- I mean, very few people, I think, would have noticed. Because somewhere in the article they say, you know, friends and family who who saw this message in someone's mail... You know, we're we're very worried. So either you got people reading your mail, or maybe you're on vacation and your neighbor brings it in and they're just too curious to not look. Um but it's not like every letter was delivered to the wrong address or something.
0: Yeah, so it's fine. Fucked up, but you know.
1: Yeah. Now the mailman it. knows you have AIDS.
0: <laughs> he knew you had AIDS anyway.
2: He he gave
1: me AIDS. Or it HIV, yeah. excuse me. <laughs>
2: You gotta stick it to the man, right, James?
0: That's right.
1: Ooh, is that a gay gay HIV joke? It is. Okay,
2: it only hurts the first time.
1: (laughs) Okay, whatever, Evan.
2: Moving on. Who's got this next one? Fighting the machines. I do. Oh, got an
0: Apple device, so it's got to be Michael.
1: Prepared to be bored to tears. It's guys. gotta be.
2: Let me let me mute and deafen myself for the next three minutes. There we go.
1: <laughs> so, with uh, the release of iOS 11, which hasn't been released yet but should be soon, uh, they're gonna add a feature to the OS that allows you to disable Touch ID with just a. I mean, you can disable it now, but this this lets you disable it quickly. By just tapping a button a couple of times. is that?
2: Like, so first of all, touch ID is the fingerprint, fingerprint scanner to unlock, right? Yes. And if you hit a button a couple times and turn this off, does it completely disable the feature or it's, or it's like, I'm going to be in and out of my pocket, you know, for the next hour, I don't want to unlock my phone. So just disable it until I turn it back on. Um, if that makes it's, sense,
1: it's supposedly the the feature is to so you tap the power button quickly five times
3: mm-hmm
1: But it will um so you tap the button- the power button five times and it'll disable touch i d and the whole the whole reasoning behind this so right now, if the cops arrest you and they want to unlock their phone, your phone. They could just hold your thumb up to it or whatever, hmm. but they can't forcibly make you tell the passcode.
0: <clears okay, <clears <throat> that's smart.
1: So you disable Touch ID, and then it'll the phone will make you enter the the passcode instead. So okay, so do you have to do that
2: sequence like every time, or is there? You said you can do you can turn it off right now, like in the menu or something. You just like
1: yeah off. Okay. Yeah, or you could, I mean, if you have time, you could power off the phone completely. Mm-hmm. The next time you power it on, you have to enter a passcode. Okay. Even if even if, even if the Touch ID feature was enabled.
0: Wait, question: Is that two factor authentication? Is what? Well, see, I was thinking, two factor authentication is something you have and something you know. You have your finger. You know your PIN. So is that two factor authentication or for two factor Mm. authentication, would it have to be like your fingerprint and we page the passcode to your pager and you enter that passcode into the phone?
1: Well, if you're just using touch ID, if you're just using touch ID, that's single factor.
0: No, we're talking about if you use touch ID and a coat and a pen.
1: You can't.
2: But they both do the same thing. You can't.
1: You use one or the other.
0: Okay, so if you use touch id if you, like my phone I can I can enter I can do touch id and a pen which is how my phone's set up right now. So is that two-factor authentication?
1: So you have to you so you have to scan your fingerprint and then enter a passcode yes. to unlock hmm. it. Yes. So yes, that, that is that is two-factor authentication. Okay. Nice. As far as I know, iOS does not support that too
0: bad step your game up apple get
1: good (laughs) spell good with a g-o-o-o-o-d
0: get good
2: that sounds very inconvenient james why do you use that feature
0: um actually it was on accident. It's not on purpose. <laughs> it's like I
2: did it a year ago but I can't figure out how yeah, to turn it off. I am
0: not I am not some security elitist. It it, it is not a well working situation. It's like it came that way. I don't know what to do. It's bungled and I, I haven't taken the time to try to fix it. But I'm
2: gonna turn it into something about being yeah. superior to Apple. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Anything to give me like a, a one up. I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> Fair did you enough. guys see? So there's an episode of The Boondocks where Siri like tries to take over their grandfather's life. I no. did not know that this was an episode. It's hilarious. <clears throat> like Siri is like stalking him, and she hacks into the Android phone. She's like. She's like, Robert, you didn't think I couldn't hack into your piece of shit Android phone? You know? <laughs> and she spends half the movie working from his Android phone, and it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. It's pretty interesting.
1: Oh, no, I never saw that one. That's yeah, funny. It's, it's 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 pretty good.
2: I'll have to turn uh, on the stream. So, uh, the next one we got here about password guidelines, Mike.
1: Yeah, so, so the...
2: First of all, please clarify the phrase mea culpa
0: I was about to say that I was about to say that please
2: I, I have heard it quite a few times Me too I and feel I that I should know what it is but I cannot explain yeah, it Yeah I don't well, either I'm I believe I don't know.
1: it means either I'm sorry or forgive me which is almost the same thing
0: so. Okay Is what language is that is that Ooh, does it mean
2: does it mean it's my fault what did you say, James? Is that Esperanto? It's not Esperanto, but we could uh, <laughs> see part partially uh, like a Latin derivation. Mea, me, culpra, root of culprit, my fault. Oh, there you go.
1: Okay, so technically Atymology. it means... <laughs> <laughs> Evan does what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Te- technically it means through my fault. <laughs> hey, I'm oh, not too go. far. There yeah. you go. And yes, it's Latin. So.
2: I I am so smart. S-M-R-T. Yeah, S-M-A-R-T. Exactly.
1: But yeah, you normally hear someone say, you know, that when they're like, oh, I'm sorry, or my bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nobody ever says mea culpa in casual sentences. and casual. I, I want well, you to
2: say that to someone in the grocery store
1: next week. James. And I bump into them say, oh, mea culpa. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, James, if you uh, hung out with a higher quality... A <laughs> folk, then maybe they would say it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hang out with you,
2: so you know. There Go you down know. to your local. There it is. To your local. Uh, That's a start. Juke joint. Find a road scholar and converse yeah. with them. You said <laughs> exactly. juke joint. I did. What does that mean? Speakeasy. Oh, okay. It's where the jukeboxes play. Maybe I don't know. Is that they? Is that the, I just uh, kind of think about it like uh, I never like heard swing that term dancing before. like like prohibition times. Hmm. Say a jute joint, I think,
0: of uh, jute fiber, like for making rope. Everyone's there chewing jute. Hanging people? No, just chewing jute. Chewing the jute.
1: Hmm. Chewing the cud.
2: Chewing the cud. Yep. A cud club. Fun fact Did you know how cows have three stomachs? You probably did know that. Go down
0: to Cuddy Stock and drink some Cuddy Stock and chew my cud. I,
2: I did not know that. You didn't know cows have three stomachs? I, I did mean, not. Did you know that to help digest all the uh, the grass and everything they eat that it goes through their first stomach into their second stomach and comes back they vomit from their second stomach into their first stomach again to digest it further and then it goes back through the system?
1: Again? No. Again. Yeah. Aren't Again, aren't no, I did aliens? not know that.
2: Uh, um, aliens like cows? That's so, I've heard a thing, yeah. they're like cow lips. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's back. let's talk about some passwords. What are we doing here?
1: Uh, and dogs have two stomachs, just so. just so we're on the same page here.
2: I don't believe that.
1: Okay. You don't have to believe it. My beliefs do not require you to. <laughs> <laughs> anyway.
2: Do you know hey, do you want to know another fun fact about dogs? I don't. Please come <laughs> No, no, and- that's a good one. This is a good one. So you know dogs they go to vets and they have surgeries and everything. Of course they have they need some blood sometimes. Did you know that greyhounds are just about a universal blood donor? There's a couple of breeds that won't accept them, but greyhounds are universal blood donors for dogs. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
3: Hmm. That is interesting.
2: It's like, I'm looking it up right now. No, I'm not. Okay. So passwords, they're all wrong?
1: So the initial recommendations from NIST back in like 2000 or 2001. Oh, I'm sorry, 2003. Um, it was written by someone named, uh, of all things, Bill Burr, <laughs> who worked at NIST. And he recommended many of the rules we have now, special characters, capitals, numbers. He also added the recommendation that they be updated regularly. So, you know, expires every 90 days or every 60 days, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So that's the document that everyone's been using for password policy, right? Or at least basing it off of that. But now, so the guy is 72 years old. (laughs) He's retired, and he says, much of what I did, I now regret.
2: <laughs> like, I never thought anyone would listen to me.
1: So NIST is currently overhauling the guidelines, and they've just been finalized. Uh, one of the recommendations is that IT departments should only force a password change when there's been some kind of security breach. Um it says if we do it the way we've been doing it, like where you have to change your password every 60 days or 90 days or whatever, usually we just swap out one character, you know, let's say your password is one, two, three, four, you'll make it one, two, three, four, five, or,
2: mm-hmm. or four, three, two, 4, 3,
1: 2 4, three, two, one, or yeah, you know, something yeah. that could be easily guessed. Um, so there's, they're like, yeah, this is stupid. That's not really more, you know, more secure or anything. It's less so, secure
2: because people don't remember what the hell they typed. Yep. Rather than using a phrase that they can remember.
1: Well, that's one of the new recommendations also. Uh, it's is to favor long phrases rather than short passwords with special characters. So it's better to have a longer password that you can remember than a shorter, more complicated one that you can't.
2: Nazi cuck password1234.
1: Sure, you can do that. Mm-hmm. Or or really, you know, you should be like I I fully embrace the Nazi cook philosophy. Yes. Taylor that should Swift be your is an
2: Aryan goddess.
1: Yes, that would be a great password.
2: Yep. Uh-huh. You you should capitalize her name just for, you know, appropriate recognition.
1: Correct. maybe capitalize Aryan. You know, Probably cause, appropriate cause,
2: recognition why, and you know, why respect. Power? Respect. Yep. But, so
0: uh, yeah. So this has been going on for a while. Where I know I have simple and simples like they call them with pass phrases and mm-hmm. like you know.
2: Can you give us password. an example?
0: Um. Yeah, but I would blurt out my simple password, so I'm not going to okay. do that.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't uh, want that. I wouldn't want that to happen while I'm writing it down
1: or uh, recording it live on the air yeah, which is I not live at I, all but you I know whatever
0: that, <laughs> uh, the, the, the problem is a lot of companies haven't gotten caught and shine to this though where so you go uh, I try to put in passphrases wherever I can now and I've actually changed my you know I have a. I think we probably all have a core set of passwords or some kind of password schema in our brain that we use to set passwords so mine is normally has always been some series of whatever letters and numbers but now it's i've made it more like phrasy so word word numbers numbers um with some symbols but you still have to meet those requirements that a lot of companies still use and actually i'll give you guys a rundown of what happened to me this week at work um i've had a bunch of people who are trying to use uh one of the assets one of the uh network assets uh Over our enterprise network, and none of my users, a lot of my users had problems. So we're trying to figure it out, trying to figure it out. One of the guys figured out, he said, You can't put in a password that has a forward or backslash and no percentage signs and no hash signs. You know? Super strange. Then there was another one where it's like, Oh, you can put in a password of any length, but if you use PeopleSoft, it only takes 15 characters. Yeah. So there's a lot of problems with passwords now, and I've been saying this for a long time. Somebody needs to make a a general hardened like companies to come out with a general hardened framework for passwords, and then let that framework generate have have like a a uh, OAuth style API for companies to use, so that this tool can do a LastPass type password generation to a site. You know, so if I want my site, if I want Engadget to take, if I run Engadget, I, I just run this API in the background and a little box will pop up and it will like kind of like work like a key to the client's thing and say, oh, Evan Neal is logging in, you know, and you put in Taylor Swift is an Aryan goddess, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, you know, Athena reborn, you put that in and then it spits out the last pass ish gibberish, crazy password to meet their requirements until we can get away from it all together. Cause just, it, you know, it, I realized something people, we have very smart people in the world who know stuff, but it takes us as human beings so long to fucking iterate. It's crazy, you know, because even though they've been saying this whole passphrase thing for years, at least three years, they've been talking about this probably more and remember, I think uh, probably in our one of our first few episodes, Michael talked about us having to, he said a password that was like A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A-A, like A-60 yeah. times. And he said that was the hardest password you could use. And that was like a great password. And so we've known that for years. But how many years will it be when you can log into Facebook like that or log into a blog like that or something, you know?
1: That's true, and the other thing that's that's weird is like like you just said, peopleSoft will only take a password up to fifteen characters long. yeah, why you know, it, that's... it's it's a, it's some
0: dumb, and I was talking to the developers about that very same thing in my office, and they said more than likely, in some line of code, someone's written in there, password can't be more than fifteen characters. I can't figure out why. Talk to Jake, and then no one ever talked to Jake, and they just entered that code into production. You yeah. know, and they say that they, they say they that when they go back and look at code, they find a lot of stuff like that in code where developers were like they couldn't figure out a problem, but they were just like, Okay,
2: just keep it moving. So, well mm. it works yeah it well works enough. Right
0: now. Yeah, exactly. It meets the minimum requirements, so let's just keep it moving.
1: I mean, if, if they're doing they're processing passwords correctly, oh. like, you know, using they're hashing it, salting it, whatever, yeah. you know, all that not. kind of crap, then they there it shouldn't matter what password length it is, you know.
2: And that's probably why, um, people trying to use that uh, appliance where, like, you can't use percent or slash or hashtag because maybe it stores it in like plain text and tries to interpret it as like a commented outline or a break in the password. Or yeah, something.
1: it's interpreting those and it's can't it can't uh, parse them right or something.
0: That's fucking scary.
2: Yeah,
1: so, so that's, that's so is that it like both those years things old? are doing something wrong. <laughs> both those. Systems.
0: So both of those things are supposed to be using uh, both of these things are are using um LDAP to get their passwords from their password authentication from AD from AD. That's what they're supposed to be both doing. They're supposed to be both the depths and blah 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 blah. Mea culpa. Mea culpa. Yeah, they're supposed to be both getting their passwords from AD.
2: So if you're I don't sorry.
1: Really... God will forgive you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so anyway. Good times. Well, well good luck with that. So, thank you for the password recommendations. I hope they implement them federally soon. I don't really have a problem with changing mine, but you know, sometimes it's annoying that I what I would really like them to do is get rid of that rule like where you can't use your previous 26 passwords.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That gets annoying.
1: Yes. Well, yeah, they'll they'll get rid of that too eventually. I mean, Because there'll be no reason for you to change your password that often anyway, you know? Yeah. Or they'll keep it in there, but you'll only change your password once every three years or something because it won't matter.
2: Yep. Every time you get a new uh, smart card.
1: (laughs) Right. So um, there's one other thing. I'll just mention this really quick before we move on. Uh, Steve Gibson, who runs GRC.com, he makes, you know, Spinrite. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing he actually sells currently. Everything else on his site is available for, for free, so he has little utilities and stuff. Never tempt. Um, <laughs> right. You're right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, but one of the things he um he's working on developing right now is a replacement for passwords called Squirrel.
2: Yep. It's
1: Squirrel. S Q R L. And so it's gonna use QR codes. Squirrel. Um, but it's gonna have a, you know, a client. So you're gonna download and install a piece of software on your computer. But you know, there'll also be iOS, Windows, Mac, Linux, blah, you know, everything. And it'll be a much better way to authenticate. Um, How, so I don't, I don't have a good ex- explanation of something? it right now. I mean yeah, you can scan it with your phone or it'll just do it on the screen, you know. So you
2: put your phone up to the webcam so the NSA can take a nice good look at it.
1: No, 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 nothing to do with your webcam. So. Mhm. Um and then if they're in your computer already, then you're fucked. But yeah. <laughs> but um basically I'm not sure exactly how it works. I mean, he he has an episode of security now where he describes the whole thing. But it's going to end up where the the thing you're authenticating against doesn't have a secret. So right now, it has your password, hopefully in a hashed form, mm-hmm. but it does have that, right? Like they keep that on their end. And so you authenticate, you give them the secret, and then they compare it against the secret they have, and say, okay, yep, this is the guy. Um, and that's how we have all these password breaches, you know, databases of passwords get leaked and blah, 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 and all this stuff. Yeah. So with this new system, A, there won't be any passwords to remember, and B, there'll be nothing, The the website or application or whatever you're trying to log into won't keep the, won't have a secret to keep, so they won't have a secret to divulge if they get hacked.
2: I wonder how quickly this could be adopted. Yeah, I don't know. Like, for all the good that Spinrite does, it's probably in the toolkit of any data forensics worker, but I bet a lot of people don't know about it. So I wonder how long it would take for people to become aware of Squirrel, assuming it's, like, a huge success
0: it's a computer. It's a highly advanced computer thing. It'll take 20 years for it to get around completely. That's the thing. Like I was saying, it takes forever to iterate. You know, SpinRight's amazing. Nobody knows about it. You know, yeah. nobody uses that. He ain't a millionaire off SpinRight. I can guarantee you that. You know, it's a great tool, no doubt. And this Squirrel thing will be cool too. But, you know, if you use fucking AD or have some website or you're using several VPNs or any number of different tools, you know, the thing is passwords completely have to be rethought. And that's what he's doing, I guess. I, haven't, I don't know anything about Squirrel, but like everything. And you have to make something to go along with that system that lets you use it with everything on your computer
3: right now.
1: You know? Yeah, yep. whatever. So I put a link in the, in the extra section to Squirrel. On the cool. GRC website, so if anyone wants to take a look at that.
0: Well, Michael, we'll all make the switch. How about that?
1: <laughs> There's nothing to switch to yet, I don't think so.
2: Well, we're making it.
1: Okay. I'm down. <laughs> I'm Excellent. in. I'm in.
2: Excellent. Uh, should we move on to some sci-fi? Talk about some Star Trek and some almost Star Trek?
1: Yes. So I just wanted to kind of remind everyone that uh, we got two new shows coming up here. Star Trek Discovery. So it's going to be released September 24th, so that's about a month away. Uh, they've released a new trailer.
0: How fast have they made that show, dude? What What is the quality going to be like? I mean, they literally didn't have a show in March.
1: Well, I mean, you know, take 12 weeks, film a bunch of episodes, and... Bing bang bong! Here we are. Jesus you
0: know? Christ! They didn't have a script in February. I don't. I don't understand. They're like just shitting this thing out. Like they just, they just <laughs> shat it out into a fucking soapy bucket, and they're saying, "Eat up, plebs."
1: Oh my! Well, I I hope it's not that bad, James.
0: It's gonna be bad. Oh yeah, yes. I don't
1: think it'll be. Bad. You're
0: gonna be let down. I'm gonna be let down. Ugh. Oh yeah. Why are you? Uh, why? Why are you doing this to me, James? Why are you, Dude, they have shat <laughs> up the fucking. Prime and the the fucking Star Trek universe so thoroughly with licensing and everything else and lens flares and lens flares it's horrible, dude. Look at the uniforms; they're not like every time there's a new episode they change the uniform. I mean, come on, man. Why do you have to keep re envisioning? Stop. Some things just leave the fuck alone. No one's re reimagining Star Wars. God, Aren't damn. they though? Aren't they? I mean. No, they're just taking the same beats and rehashing them, which is even worse, but still, like make a new story in the same universe, fine, whatever. We could go on this for another episode too, but it's fucking weak sauce, dude. It's fucking pissing me the fuck off, bro. Pissing me the fuck off. <laughs>
2: you, w- I'm, you I'm wake up angry. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up angry every day thinking yeah. about how they ruined Star Trek. James,
1: are you gonna man mansplain this to the The lesbian captain, (laughs) exactly, (laughs) who's clearly a man, but yes,
2: here's here's, here's the
0: thing.
1: How dare you assume their gender?
0: No, she is a lesbian. Who's a a lesbian? (laughs) The black black chick's character is a lesbian,
2: really? Yeah,
0: oh, okay. I thought she was a lesbian. Oh, I don't know. And guess what? She looks like a lesbian. (laughs) Let me tell you something, space people, 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 uh. At CBS and in the, movie, in the movies who think, oh, yeah, yes. Are you really listening, CBS? Are you yeah. listening? Let me tell you something, CBS and everybody else who makes movies about space. It's only interesting if you make someone... And this going to sound really fucking <laughs> like massages and fucked up. Like, I'm never running for any office again. But let me tell you something. <laughs> again? We, it only works to, to make like the character a woman lesbian only works and is only interesting if you see some hot lesbian stuff like you see her kissing 709 or some shit like that otherwise who gives a shit it's just another fucking dude with a short haircut come on man well <laughs>
2: since you mentioned that the Basically article you might-
0: rob her of all the things that make her an interesting woman she's not a she's not a woman i could possibly dream about boning because she's a lesbian she's not like what what to her what about her says i should be interested in her you know Otherwise, give me a fucking Kirk guy. I hate to say that. That sounds misogynistic and fucked Ah! up. But just give me a fucking dude. Maybe she has depth, James. Maybe she's a person. We'll see. The only woman on that show who had depth was fucking Janeway and Tasha Yar. Otherwise, the rest Mm. of them fucking sucked. Okay? They have not put a fucking good female character in a Star Trek series in in years. Hmm. Hmm. 709: Great set of tits. That's all she was. And a wooden yeah. personality is fucking horrible. Even Data, who was a literal Android, was better at better at acting than her. Emote! Yeah.
2: Valona <laughs> Torres was not
0: bad. She wasn't bad, but it's like her character never found its niche. They kept trying to give her these things like, oh, you're Bajoran and you're trying to do this. And, oh, you've got Ooh. these earrings and this thing's happening. No, no, no. But they could never find what are her you talking
2: spot. About? We're talking about different ones. I was talking about the half Klingon, half human woman from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, yeah. I, yeah okay, but since you, we should talk about it some other time. Right but up. Kira we, we like totally skipped over Deep Space Nine, which had at least two good female characters.
1: Yeah, Jadzia?
2: Yeah, she was good. Jadzia. Uh, Jedzia Dex, the Trill, who was like essentially the symbiote from Star from uh, Stargate, like transferred between different bodies. I didn't even put that together until just now.
0: Not the chick with
2: the nose ridges, right? No, the chick with That's the spots on her neck. Kira. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 it has been not a while. A very since- mer- She's
2: not a very memorable character,
1: dude. I guess James, it's been a while since James has watched an episode of DS9. Yeah, it's nice. it is. It has been a while. <laughs> everyone everyone while. forgets
2: about DS9. I'll, that's my next binge session.
1: DS9 is not terrible. It's not terrible. The last, the last couple seasons, I started getting kind of sick of it. I'm not, I'm not sure why, but... They were
2: doing too much. There were too many people involved in the fight. Which reminds me, I binge watched... Well, not binge watched, but I have been steadily watching Stargate SG-1 again... And I had to stop at the end of season eight because they did a hard cut and replaced like three characters at the beginning of season nine. Brought in a new chick um, who's actually not a bad actress, um, Claudia Black, who played Vala Maldoran. She was okay. But the whole storyline for the last two seasons, I was just done with it. When they nice. introduced the Ori from the other galaxy, they're like evil ascended ancients. Uh, I'm done. Hmm.
0: Yeah, the so. thing is, you have know, you got to be careful. Um, these shows got to be careful. They, they are like some serious shark jumpers.
2: Yeah, but James, oh, you're talking, the, you're
0: talking about the you talk about the lady who, who was like she was in the green. She had the green top. Yeah, she was she in was,
2: a medical. She was in, uh, no, uh, science, science science station. Yeah, yeah.
0: She was attractive, but mm-hmm. she didn't. I don't remember anything appealing about her character.
2: Well, maybe we should watch some Deep Space Nine. But James, since you, since you're desiring some, you know, perks from <laughs> the from interstellar
0: the les- interstellar misogyny, yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: uh, the article that Mike pasted in here does say that it will be rated TV MA, mature
1: audiences. And I watched mm-hmm. the
0: trailer because they said the trailer proves it'll be MA. How's well, the it just says, says MA? TV
1: MA in the corner. That's the only way it proves it.
0: The fuck does that mean? Is there gonna be a
2: fucking fucking Klingon nip?
1: That means are they gonna
0: drop the f bomb. What? what,
2: what? Uh, you know, probably it's probably cursing. Maybe like violence. a soft a soft core sex scene, violence. I guess.
1: It's Although you know like, we don't care their, about violence, so it's probably are, they're like violence. That's like that's rated PG. <laughs>
0: yeah. We want the disgusting greasy Klingons, fucking poking and porting with some chick,
2: porting. I don't think of Klingons as greasy. Dude, their Klingons look greasy as fuck. Yeah, like, shiny. Like, yeah, yeah. well, that's the same thing as greasy. They look like they've been rolled in a fucking thing of fucking lip balm. Would you consider wax greasy? Yes. Because wax can be shiny, but it's, it's smooth. It doesn't really stick to your thing. Dude. You know, we're getting back to candles here. I got to stop
1: this.
0: <laughs> Mike, my,
2: what, what my do, first love, candles. <laughs> oh, I'm salivating already, Mike. Let's, let's, what about the horrible here?
1: Well, well, well. Let me just say this: I did look at this trailer. I mean, there's a lot going on in the trailer. You know, um, it looks it looks interesting. I mean, it does look a lot like the movies. Honestly, like the more recent movies. Yeah, um, like the special effects and everything. So, if you like the newer movies and stuff, which aren't terrible, they're okay. The last one was kind of wacky, but. Um, you no, know, it might be worth a watch. Now, like you said, Evan. So next up, we got we're going to talk about the Orville, mm-hmm. which is like a Star Trek parody. Looks yes. like it's another TV show. It's by Seth MacFarlane, who I happen to know is actually a very big Star Trek fan.
2: Yes. Now, let me interrupt you here. We have definitely talked about this show before. Are there any new developments in this article? No. Okay.
1: The reason I am bringing it up is simply to remind everyone that this show is coming up. And it's actually coming up in the next two weeks.
0: People are excited about this. I don't know why. It looks like it'll be amusing. Seth MacFarlane is the grossest actor I've ever seen act in anything. And if you guys sit here and fucking tell me that, no, he's a great (laughs) actor. Fucking you haven't seen everything that will kill you in the West and you haven't seen that other movie he's in. He's a horrible actor. And he's going to be one of the main characters, which is going to be dreadful. It's going to be all these good actors with this fucking
2: goofball who's just bad. Like, he's like, wooden as fuck. It's going to be like a Galaxy Quest meets Star Trek TV show. If he had gotten Tim
0: Allen, it'd be great. Maybe he'll have a cameo. I'd watch trilogies and trilogies of Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest is an awesome show. Awesome awesome, uh, concept. Yeah, you know, and I would have watched more of that. And this would be funny, but I don't think he's the right guy to play the the captain. And he's because he's not a good actor. That's the thing; he's not a good actor. What if he's a lesbian?
2: No. What if Seth MacFarlane's a black lesbian?
0: No.
1: So <laughs> I was watching an episode of Family Guy last night, and uh, Bonnie finally had the baby, right? Susie Swanson. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, you know, this is the one where, Pete, where uh, Peter takes Stewie to the gym and he gets all buff with steroids. Okay. And uh, yeah, he's like, yeah, this is so Stewie doesn't get beat up by that by that lesbo Susie Swanson again. <laughs> They're like, how do you know she's a lesbian? He's like, sh- he says, short haircut, stubby legs, doesn't respond to my advances. <laughs> oh
4: God.
1: <laughs> So that's what I was gonna say to James. I was like, "Oh, is that how you know? What's her name is a lesbian." (laughs) Yeah, but uh, so um, and 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 I don't have anything
0: against. I'm sorry, I don't have anything against like um, the all the that stuff. But to be honest with you, like none of us watch Star Trek or Star Wars or any of that stuff for the sexual drama or their emotional bullshit or like, oh, is he uh is, is she a lesbian? Like nobody's watching it for that. You know, they I think they do this stuff to attract a new audience and to make it think that, yeah, we care about these things. But it's okay for this just to be about sci fi exploration, discovery, and problem solving. That's perfectly fine. It doesn't have to be about like our bullshit like, oh, should they abort the child or uh, is he gay or is he bisexual or transsexual? Like It is none of that needs to matter. And I'm not saying they're not relevant things, but that's not what these shows have ever been about. Like, it's not even in this new Star Trek movie, we made this such a big deal that they made um, the, the, the Asian guy, they made him gay and they, you know, all this kind of stuff. And the, the, the guy who played him in the old movie, old TV show, he was like, I don't know why that's important. Like, it's not a thing. And he's fucking gay. Yeah, George K. So
2: speaking of that, when I watched, I I had forgotten, you know, the mention or the knowledge of the whole like, you know, short clip about um, about Sulu being gay and it's like his husband is in there with their daughter. During that scene, I thought the other guy looked so old. I was like, oh, it's his dad. Right. It didn't even come into my head. So
0: I think it wasn't. It was so unimportant you know it was like inclusion for the sake of inclusion it almost reeks of when you watch uh the new star the new uh uh superman not the new superman movies but the 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 previous superman movie uh when they say they say oh this guy stands for truth justice and all that other bullshit you know, instead of saying the American way, because people are so triggered by saying the American way and what that might mean, it's like, oh, we need to include, let's be more inclusionist and add in this gay this gay couple. Why? I don't know why. Who knows why? Is it a plot device? Is it valuable to the story? No. We could put a woman there or a dog or whatever, and it wouldn't matter. All we need to care and know is Sulu wants to get home and he doesn't want the people there to die. You know? That's all. That's all they're trying to deliver. So we don't need to care if Sulu's gay or not. And there's nothing wrong with him being gay. But I mean, it's just an extra thing they did for no reason. And I don't get it. Like, if you if you read that book that I told you guys about a few months ago, the Perilous Waif, that is hard sci-fi. It's like uh, Heinlein stuff, and that has like lesbians in it and all that stuff. And there's a whole level, a whole sexual edge to it. That's very interesting and very boner giving. And to me, that's the only reason you would care about that kind of stuff. You know, if you're a gay teenager right now and you're watching Star Trek, I guarantee you're not watching it because you're like, I hope one of the characters is gay. You know, that's not why you're watching it. You watch it because you're a fucking geek and you like this shit just like I do. And it
3: doesn't matter if you're gay or not. So. Agreed. Well.
2: On that note, uh, James, would you like to talk about... Oh, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You had Surpassed! your time.
1: Surpassed! No, 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 no. You had your time. No, I did not. I was interrupted, and then you had your time James went on for five it. minutes, and that was and then, it.
2: But then there was quite a bit of silence where you could have continued. I will uh, allow you to continue just this once.
1: All right. The only That'd thing I'm... Don't, well, okay, so this show's gonna come out in a couple weeks, whereas Discovery is gonna come out in a month. Right? So Orville's gonna beat it to the punch. Right. And I'm sure it's gonna be aired on TV the whole time, whereas Star Trek Discovery is only the only the first episode is gonna be aired and the rest of the rest of the episodes will be online.
0: Do you guys think the non the I non think Orville's Trek gonna... fans will we'll get them mixed up and eventually it'll become like oh no. there's a Star Trek show. Oh it's, yeah, it's called the Orville.
1: I think, I don't know if it's going to get mixed up or not. You're right, that's a possibility. Um, The other thing is that I think Orville is just going to steal its thunder, basically, if there's any thunder to be had. I think true Star
2: Trek fans will will not let the Orville throw them. Um, I do think there's a potential for new fans to see the Orville first and be like, oh, this is silly. I'm not going to watch any more Star Trek.
1: Hmm. Well, that's certainly a possibility, like, I guess.
2: Fake, bad publicity.
1: Mm-hmm. But honestly, looking at this newer trailer for Discovery, just going back to that real quick, I like it. I like what they're doing with it. The Klingon's are a little weird. I'll grant you that. But I think it has potential.
0: Evan, go look at the shine on that guy's forehead. Okay? I'll, look, I'll look
1: at the shine. I, mean, <laughs> I think it has potential. That's he doesn't all know.
0: Say. Michael knows. The guy's shiny as fuck.
1: He is very shiny.
2: Let me see here. Where is it in this uh, video here?
1: It's only a minute long.
2: Okay, I think I'm seeing... I got some armor. Showing the Klingon warship. Okay. Well, it definitely looks like he's covered in shoe polish.
1: Uh, (laughs)
2: Which is fine.
1: I mean... I mean, some people like to be covered in shoe polish. I mean, that's their thing. So so they get their jollies. There's like four different
2: iterations of Klingons, okay? There's this Klingon, which I think fits more in line with the Klingons that we were introduced to in the previous, in the first of the last three Star Trek movies, or maybe it was the second one, where James also hated those Klingons, where it showed them as, like, the warrior race, but they were sort of adorned in, you know, ridge rings and stuff like that, which I thought was fine. Wait, which Klingons? the ones from the more,
1: more the recent second, star
2: trek movies? It's, it's Chris in the one Pine.
1: with it's the one with Khan. Yeah, so it's the second one, right?
2: When when they go to get Khan back but they land on the Klingon moon and they have like a that was a firefight. Oh yeah, okay. I, yeah. I know, I know you hated them, but then there's the next generation and, you know, the the classic I'll I'll call them classic. Galron. Like yeah, Gowron, Worf um Kern, uh, you know, all them. But then in the Star Trek, the original series, the Klingons looked like normal people pretty much. But they had, you know, the mustache and beard. And that was explained in an episode of The Next Generation. Worf said there was like, you know, a great genetic debacle among his people at some time in the past. So there's like four iterations of Klingons. I'm okay with all of them except the original ones that looked like humans.
0: The, the original ones look like a bad uh, um, Flash Gordon, the Merciless, Ming the Merciless. Yeah. They all look like merc- that <laughs> yeah. to me. they like, ho, ho, ho! You yeah. know, they all look like that to me. It's funny to watch those guys, actually. Yeah. Like, that I can write off because it's the 70s or whatever. But the rest of it, I'm like, uh, just pick one flavor and just do that. Like, you don't have to be like, we're trying oh, to go for the guy? Emmy and fucking whatever now. We
2: didn't have any visual effects budget. We've fur furballs for god's sake.
1: James, I was just watching an episode of Star Trek Voyager the other day. And Tom, Lieutenant Tom Paris and Harry Kim are on the holodeck and it's all black and white. Uh-huh. And they're like in an old sci-fi movie. Yeah. It's like um, Captain Proton. Yep, that's it. And the villain Arachne. in that, Yeah, the villain though in that looks exactly like this Ming the Merciless. Mhm.
0: Yeah because that that's the that's the the 50, you know the 50s black and white bad guy.
1: Mhm except here he's in color as Ming the Merciless. Yeah from uh, Pop- I guess it's Flash Gordon, right?
3: Yeah. Yep.
1: So. so yeah, that's funny. We'll All right. See.
2: But yeah, definite uh, presence of shoe polish there. So <laughs> Speaking of boot polish, James You want to talk about some uh, player unknowns battlegrounds?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna whiz through this because I got a lot of things in this in the game game theory section. So, okay, so this week was Gamescom. Lots and lots of interesting things coming from there. It's still trickling out as of recording of this show. They're on the last day of Gamescom. I think actually one more day maybe Sunday. Um, but uh, okay, so first things first. Monday was the very first day of the of the long awaited PUBG. Tournament that was hosted by PUBG and Xbox, I believe. They invited a bunch of streamers and all kinds of people out to play the game, and it was a uh, a lot of the top tier guys came out to play, and it was quite a debacle. Um, PUBG, if you play PUBG, it is definitely a stream worthy game. It is definitely a tournament worthy game, and it's only a matter of time before they get the tournament stuff, tournament tournament stuff right. But the first one the solo tourney was really, really bad. Um, It took roughly like four or five seconds for them to flip between player to player. So if I'm shooting at Evan and Evan is getting shot at by Mike um, or Evan, I'm shooting at Evan and Evan's shooting at me and we're hiding behind a tree and a rock across a field or something. And Michael's on a boat, you know, on the other side of the map, they would look at me then the, way, the only way for them to flip across would be to flip directly across to Michael. And they would go to Michael, so they'd go to this guy in the boat. And then the, the commentators who would say, who are watching the the logs and everything, they'd be like, oh my God, he's, he, they're in the firefight. Oh, it's getting close. He, he's the, he, and they'd say, flip, flip, flip. And they'd flip, and it takes them four seconds to flip. By the time they flip over, they would have missed the content. There'd be some guy just looting, you know. So that was a big problem. A lot of that. Uh rumor has it they got one or two kills on the entire hundred man battle. Mm-hmm. They only were able to feature one or two firefights. Um one two one or two kills well. Um the guy who won uh Evermore, he won because he was able he got stuck on some in some rocks. Um, mind you, this game's still at early access. So he got stuck in some rocks. And he had enough bandages and stuff. He killed four people, got stuck on the rocks, and he had enough bandages and stuff to survive outside of the gas, outside of the in, the, outside the play area, long enough for everyone else to die. <laughs> you know, and that's how he won. So people are like, "That's really cheap. That's a cheap way to win." Um, but he got a ton of points for it because the player unknowns people did not make the game. The game's not about kill death ratios. The game has always been about tactics and being a sound tactically. So they're more last man standing. Yes, exactly. It's a last man standing game. Not about how many people you kill kills don't even matter. So, um, he got the most points and he won that tournament. Um, they did a really piss poor job. He won that. He won the first two games. Um, They didn't do a good job of following him the second game, but I think this is all going to be fixed. I think next year they'll bring somebody in who helps them build a story because I feel like if you want to make something people want to watch, you've got to build a story out of the winners and the losers, you know, Uh, and I don't think they did a good job of that this time, but they're going to get there. So that was really exciting. I can't wait to see more of that um, and see some more of the footage from the squad tournaments today. It's happening now if it isn't already finished and uh, we'll find out more about that.
2: Did you see they were... um... Talking about introducing a new map?
0: Yes, I did. The desert map. The desert yeah. uh, urban map. Half, it's like, no, a quarter the size of the regular map, yeah. but it's...
2: um It's all like high-rise apartment buildings yeah. or something, so that's yeah. going to be a clusterfuck.
0: It's going to be insane. 100 people in a uh, two-square-mile space. The current map's eight, eight square kilometers or something like that this is going to be a two square kilometer space and it's going to be fucking insane. Uh, Some of the buildings are eight stories high. Some of the buildings are two stories high roads, cars everywhere. It's just going to be a mess. Um, My only question is some, some people were saying they probably won't have all of the floors accessible. So I don't know if that's the case or not. We'll see. Um, It might be, it might just be the rooftops and then the first two or three floors or something like that. They have not done that in the game currently. In the game right now, you can access all all spaces in a building. You know, there's no closed off areas and I hope they continue that mantra and just let it be up to the players, you know, thing. It just be a lot of floor to floor searching for the last man.
2: I can think of a couple of ways that would play out. If they want to restrict the floors, maybe they'll have, you know, a bunch of stairways going up either side in the in the center of the building, but you know, some of the doors will be collapsed from damage or something, and you can't actually get through to the floor. Maybe that's one way. But then if you get up to a higher level, um, you can jump through windows. So, like, if you jump out of a window but sort of hug the outer wall of the building, if you can jump into one of those inaccessible floors and, like, hide there until everyone kills each other.
0: Oh, that'd be something. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- th- there's lots of ways to play this game, honestly, and that's why I love Player Unknown. Uh Definitely worth checking out um, if you haven't checked it. I know you watch the streams, and, mm-hmm. um, but if you guys are listening and you want to play a fun, fast, easy game that you can get in and out of literally in a matter of minutes. Like, I played three games before the show started, before we recorded the show today. Um, I got in three squad games and got up to 17th on my last game. So, um... Uh, let's move on to stream honkers. So <laughs> there's um <laughs> there's a group there's a group of guys who decided they were going to figure out how to uh, stream snipe the successful streamers. So stream sniping is when you go onto someone's stream and you see where they are, you see what level they're at, you see what uh, what server they're on, and you get into that server and you go and you start harassing them. Most time it's killing them. Or something using their stream to pinpoint their location and sniping them, but it can be anything from just regular harassment to killing them to interrupting their gameplay or whatever like that. So what these guys did was, and it's pretty diabolical. They had someone go into a into a into a, um, into a lobby where all the players are congregating. Then they would play a sound that's very specific they would listen for that sound on the streamers lobby and then they would use that to say, Oh, he's in here. And then the other people, other friends would be invited in. So when the other friends came into the game, they would come into the game and then they would, uh, no, not invited in. I don't know exactly how they would go in and they'd listen and they keep doing that until they heard the thing. But anyway, so once they got into the game, they would get a car and once they knew they're in the game, they would just they they could always look and see on the stream where the person was at. They'd get a car, and as soon as they got near the guy, they'd start honking. <laughs> and they would just lay on the horn and drive around in circles until he'd kill them. Honestly, it's dumb. But if you watch the stream snipers video, which I definitely advise, it's like three minutes long and it's worth every minute of your fucking time. It is so funny. It's so funny to see these streamers get harassed and have them see them get frustrated. And it's hilarious. And the thing is, what they're doing, besides being annoying, it's not really malicious and it's only meant in fun. And it's so complicated a process and hard to do because games are like, I could I could log on to Battlefield Battle Unknown right now and a game, I'd be in a game right now, you know. So it's so easy to switch servers that these guys probably had a really hard time s- s- grabbing these guys. They have about six or seven videos and they probably did this for like uh, three weeks, three weeks or so, you know. Um one of the streamers, uh Miss his name is The Grims or Mr. Grimms, he got pretty upset and he put a takedown notice in their video, but they got posted back up. So um actually the guy who H3, their video, H three, H three, uh Ethan Klein sent a nasty tweet to Mr. Grimms because uh he issued the DCA, DCMA takedown notice to these guys, the Streamhawkers guys saying, you know, this is clearly fair use and, you know, what you're doing is wrong and illegal, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it is clearly fair use. It's just a funny video. Yes, it's obnoxious, but it is very funny. So definitely worth check- checking out. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Um, okay, so two last two things. On Friday was the Star Citizen's annual Gamescom live stream. Gamescom is normally the time when Star Citizen re- releases a bunch of they show you a bunch of cool stuff they're like oh this is what we're working on this year and here's all this cool stuff and you're going to get it in a month or so you know that's how they normally do last year at games.com they showed us 3.0 okay and they released a bunch of they put a bunch of ships on sale they showed us 3.0 they showed us uh um They showed us a bunch of new planets. They showed us landing on a planet, walking around on the planet, all kinds of stuff. And they said, this is what's coming out. Then CitizenCon came up, which is in September. And at CitizenCon, they said, here's our roadmap for 3.0. 3.0 was supposed to come back, come out to us. We are supposed to get it in November of last year. And of course, we didn't get it until... Oh, we still haven't gotten it. Sorry. Hmm. Um, so Darn. Almost a, almost a year later, we're supposed to get it in the next couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. They're still working on it. They've scaled back what they were going to put in it significantly, but what they ha- are putting in is pretty rope. Still a lot. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun to play, no doubt about that, but uh, obviously still way behind the mark of what they said they were going to do. Um, so this year at Gamescom, you know, the, all year they've been showing us this, 3.0 that. So this year at Gamescom, what did they show us? Nothing new. Uh, They had their presentation. I would say it's worth going on their stream and watching just for the cringe factor. And I would say every year their their, their stream is really bad. This year the stream was just... It was the worst it's ever been. Honestly, <laughs> it's really hmm. bad. And look, here's what I'll say: I'm glad they don't spend take the player money to spend on hiring people to make their look like a stream director, because it's obvious they didn't put any money into this. You know, they just did it themselves. A bunch of IT people and tech people and programmers said we can we can make this happen, and they attempted it, but it's not very good. Um, they had really grand goals for what they wanted to do. The goal was they were gonna have a massive multiplayer simulation where they were gonna show, um a player using all the new stuff that's in 3.0, meeting up with his friend, talking to his friend then him and his friend go off, they drive across the planet's surface to a ship, they load the car into the ship, they fly the ship to, uh, a, to another planet, they land, they get the black box, they go from the black box into the space and while they're on their way up in the black box, they get attacked by other players um, the other players, uh they they get away, they get rescued by another group, and then the other group gets attacked by the other players again, and they have a big space battle, and that's it, okay? But this was basically a lot of the things we already saw, all all the things we can already do in the game. The only thing they supplemented with was a new landing zone, which we've seen tons and tons of video of, uh, a mission giver, which we saw a video of last year. They've tweaked him and changed him and added new stuff to him. Uh, And he can legitimately give you missions that affect the Moby glass the affect the mission the your app your phone your smartphone or whatever Um, They've beat some technical hurdles probably the coolest things to take away is uh, Texture Uh, They have a fancy word for it. Uh, It's I don't know basically what it is is let's say I'm in my ship and I hail Evan in his ship. And I say, hello, Evan. Well, I can see a video represent. I can see like a webcam on Evan's ship in game turns on and shows me Evan's face, his in-game character's face talking to me. And I see the same thing for him. So they have this technature, this, I think it's streaming to texture or something like that. They have this technology that streams the seems in game video to a texture and it, that can be post, posted anywhere on any object. So that's pretty cool. Like, that's a new dynamic on, on gaming, multiplayer gaming that you never normally got. you never gotten before. Normally, you could PM and stuff like that. But this gives you a non-immersion breaking, um, like, way to see a player in the game. The other thing is voice over IP. They added that in. They said that's going to be in version 3.1 or later. Okay. The reason they added voice over IP in, that takes me into my other article called It's Time to Face the Facts, is face over IP, (laughs) as they're calling it, face over IP. So this to me was just a dumb gimmick, honestly. I really don't get it. It's cool, but I don't get it. And its if you know what the uncanny valley is, which is when something looks almost real enough, but something about it repulses the human spirit and makes you want to vomit... That's basically the uncanny valley and the stuff that's here gets you into that uncanny valley big time there's there's scenes in this trailer where the guy turns around the, the female character turns around and looks at the at her buddy and the the guy on the other side his webcam is looking at his face mapping his face out on the computer then beaming those facial in things to the face rig on the on his character in the game and so he's smiling and the thing's smiling it looks so fucking creepy it's like (laughs) you know it looks so creepy it's crazy so they went into a lot about this this isn't ready for prime time yet probably three they say 3.1 which by this schedule we won't see till you know august of next year so if they put it in fine whatever cool you know uh I don't really care. Like I could it's nice to have that, but you know, Michael can tell you we had something very similar in in uh Second Life. It wasn't similar, but when you talked over voice over IP, your mouth would move. Hmm. You know? Oh and, yeah. And yeah. I got I'll be honest with you, I got used to looking at two things as indicators people were talking to me was the little glowing ball above their head would pulse and if I had turned that off, I could look at their mouth and their mouths were moving. And I thought that was a cool, a nice cool bit of functionality. So is this cool? If they clean it up and get it better, great. But I don't really want you to add more things into the game. Like I don't care if we're face over IP. I don't give a shit about that. Finish the game. You know to quote Evan earlier today. <laughs> finish, finish the game. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm having a hard time with Star Citizen right now. The the content they're adding is not great, and right now it doesn't look really good. Uh, it's sad and upsetting to me because I have a lot of money and time invested in this game, but it's pretty annoying, you know what they're putting on the table right now. Like they really need to buckle down and finish the game. So
2: that's it. All right. Well, for your for your for the sake of your sanity, I hope uh, you get some satisfaction in the near future.
0: Well, uh, Citizen con is coming up in September, and this is this is when they show the Squadron Forty Two stuff. I'm hoping they're going to tell us Squadron Forty Two will be out this year.
2: Where is CitizenCon?
0: It's going to be in England, I believe. Oh, so far
2: away. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Have you ever been? No. No, no. Is it always in England?
0: No, it it was in England uh, two years, and I think it's been in the U.S. two years. This year (laughs) it's in either England or Germany. I think it's in England, though.
2: Okay. Well, maybe you'll get to go sometime. Assuming you haven't rage quit and just totally given up I mean, on the game. I mean,
0: the thing is, they got my money. <laughs> so even if I rage quit, it's no loss to them. It's no great loss. They don't you,
2: I mean, you could sell your ships.
0: Yeah, I could. But then someone else would have it. The only way I could really truly rage quit that would satisfy me was if I could sell them back to the company and get my money back.
1: Didn't someone do that?
0: Uh, they Yes, but they didn't. They
1: giving refunds or something? Or yeah,
0: they would give you, they said they would give refunds if you wanted one. If within a certain time frame or something.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: But I, I really don't want a refund. I mean, I want them to finish the game. That's what I want. Like, this is going to be, this is the game I've been most excited about and it literally is going to offer, if, if they do even a third of what they said they'll do, it'll offer everything I've ever wanted in a game.
2: Yeah. You can sell all your ships and then be able to afford a proper HOTAS to play the game to which you no longer have a vehicle.
0: I have a, ho- I have a proper HOTAS. Mm-hmm. I do. It's an X-52. You have that a yoke? Right you got models. pedals? No, I don't need
2: pedals. Oh, you know what, James? Chump. So, do you remember... Um, Someone talked like, and I got shit. <laughs> remember there was an uh, an app, which is pretty much the reason why you you bought the Walmart a tablet laptop to tie in so you could like have controls, touch controls.
0: Yeah.
2: I wonder if you can use um, the stream deck for that. I don't know who makes it, but it's a grid like a four by four or four by five grid of buttons, which you can uh, assign different functions on your computer and you can change the, I'll say the icon on all of them. So if you want to, like, load up, uh, you know, uh, turn on your shields or something like that, you could have, you know, design a button to turn on your shields. I'm
3: sure, well, you can do that with the RoCat thing, but yeah, you probably can do it.
2: It's, yeah. It's... Might be something to look into. But that's another $150.
1: More so, money. Always more money. Every pop problem can be solved by throwing money at it. It's the
2: way I live my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Quarter mile at a time.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fucking Yeah. Okay. Um I Guess we'll move on to the extra section. I got a couple things in here. Our favorite celebrity bodybuilder, steroid aficionado, and owner of 5% Nutrition, Richard Piana, passed away yesterday after being in a medically induced coma for the past two weeks after collapsing in his home during a haircut. So rest in peace, you crazy looking freak, Rich Piana.
1: Yeah, I was going to say I, I so I've never heard of this person, but I'm looking at a picture of the picture they have of him here and I'm like he he would make a better Klingon than yeah, the people well, they have the Klingons right now. I mean, this he, guy barely looks like a person.
2: He did some uh stunt work for Planet of the Apes. I think the Mark Wahlberg one. Hmm. Quite some time ago. Um but yeah, he was a big YouTube celebrity, had a you know fitness company, injected those various oils into his muscles to make him look massive. Although with his HGH and IGF one and steroid use and consistently insane workouts, you know, a good bit of that could be legitimate muscle. Hmm. But all those things take their toll on your organs. Your heart is a muscle, and if you make your heart gigantic It's not efficient, so you die. Um, The second article I have in here is something super ridiculous. As we all know, the 2017 solar eclipse was this past Monday, and um, pretty much anyone on any day of the week of any day of the year can tell you you're not supposed to look at the sun. Most people know that. Uh, some people weren't able to get eclipse glasses in time, and they didn't want to miss out, so they thought it would be a good idea to take it upon themselves to use a common over-the-counter solution that normally blocks the sun's rays, and they uh, put sunblock in their eyes.
0: Holy shit.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I saw so, this too online. I was like, come on, true. man. This is like the lady it is. who
0: ate, ate the vaginal jelly on toast.
2: It is true. It is not a ton of people. There are several reported cases of this. Probably, I'm going to guess perhaps they're all from the same family. Perhaps they live somewhere in the vicinity of West Virginia. Just a guess. I did not investigate. Perhaps they lived in Florida. Don't know. Um. Don't be stupid. That's all I have to say about that. Mike, moving
1: on to you. How ridiculous. All right. Yeah. So, speaking of ridiculous, in 2022, VW is going to be releasing an electric version of their infamous microbus. Yeah. It looks kind of cool. I kind of want one.
3: Yeah. Uh,
1: he's like, yes,
2: I, I will visit a dealership and take a look. Give it, give it the old Evan once over.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
2: Well, that's fine. Kick the tires, cut the wires. Mm-hmm. Walk away after breaking a vehicle. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to bring that to uh, your attention, Evan. Very good. It Please does remind
2: cool. me again in five is this, years. Is
0: this a concept right here that we're looking at?
2: It was a concept.
1: Now it's reality. No. So this, <laughs> is this picture a concept photo? I believe so.
0: Yeah, here's the thing I want to know. How come we never get a car that looks like the concept? Like, like this is a cool-looking thing. What we get will have all these ugly straight lines... And it will look, it'll be all shitty, and it'll have like the the wheels won't look like that, and it'll be like totally uncool looking.
2: I'm sure the wheels won't look like that. I'm sure it's not going to have a square steering wheel, but body wise, I'm sure it will look very similar to that. Um, Body. (laughs) There are basically like um, prototypes available for sale we can definitely not afford them
3: Uh or concept cars.
2: Hmm. Yep. I mean, I don't mind this. I, I kind of wish they would make the back windshield a little bigger.
3: Although it's not bad.
2: I don't know why the tires are gray, but whatever. I'll check one out hmm If in five years I have a a need for my growing family. Right. Well, you know. You
1: never know. It's true. Um, okay, next up is I put a link here, it ain't over. So someone is still collecting a pension from the Department of Veterans Affairs. That's harkens back to the Civil War. Mm -hmm. What? So this person is actually... So what happened was a guy fought the Civil War. When he was quite aged... Participated in a child marriage? He married someone quite young. Like, you know, maybe he was 70 and she was 20 or something like that. And... I don't know if they had a child together or she already had a child. Mm-hmm. But in any case, this is that child now receiving seventy-three dollars a month as a Civil War pension.
0: That's fucking crazy. Yes. God damn. God bless America. Still playing those bills. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking crazy,
2: dude. That's some good genetics. Jesus. Some longevity we should all strive for.
0: Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go look that person in the eye and just see, like, do you look old? Like, do you do you look like you're of past stock?
2: I'm sure. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they have super glaucoma and be like, yeah, probably. Yep. <laughs> probably.
1: the last Civil War widow died in 2008 at the age of ninety three. So that would have been the same kind of thing like someone, you know, who married an older gentleman when they were themselves quite young. Um so she was 90 she was 93
2: in 2008. Uh-huh. So she was born in
3: 1905? Sounds right. Or so well, something like that. And she
2: Okay, so she could have married someone who was, like, super old, who fought in the Civil War. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough.
1: And the last person who actually fought in the Civil War died in 1956. Jesus. <laughs> at the age of 109. Jeez. <laughs> this man here was in the Civil War. Like, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine standing there and being like... Like like the they we're go off to war with Germany or some shit like that, and you're standing there looking at your fucking blue uniform, I mean, it's fucking crazy, dude,
1: yeah, yeah, of course, back then it wasn't that long ago, right, you know, compared to now, you know, but yeah, still,
0: I mean nineteen it was every day
2: we strayed further from God.
0: 1865, the Civil
2: <laughs> War ended. Evan, I
0: love so that.
2: So 1959. <laughs> I see that. Damn near a hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. So he was like a teenage soldier, probably like you know 14 yeah. or something. Yeah. You're like, sir, are you 18? Yes, sir. Okay, it's good enough for me. Grab your blues <laughs> or your grays. Was he? Was he a Union or Confederate?
1: Oh, we don't know. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say here. The Must be uh, Confederate
2: trying to protect the family.
1: Um. Mm-hmm. The uh, the guy who who's linked to the person now who's still receiving seventy three dollars a month. It says uh, started the war as a Confederate soldier who deserted just before Gettysburg.
4: Hmm.
1: And that's really all they have here. That's all they really have, Moses. Triplet or, or Mose triplet documents vary as to his name,
2: Moses, huh? Is that a Jew name?
1: I believe that's an uh, old testament name, so, so that's that not may... a no, it's a name of the Hebes. Well, <laughs> so is Michael, then, right? I mean, who are you talking about?
0: We're anyone who listens, we're not racist, we're just Michael, we're, we're having fun.
1: means
2: of God, a pure white God. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus was a white man who happened to be born in Israel
0: <laughs> to show those Hebes what's possible.
2: <laughs> if you try hard enough, if you
0: try enough, you too can be white.
1: Reagan is up in heaven right now with white Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Living the good life.
0: That's right. <laughs> So Walter um, Williams, Walter Washington, Walter Washington Green Williams. 19 uh f- November 14, 1954, December December ninth, 1959. Uh American man who who said to fought in the Confederate uh was a Confederate soldier claimed uh to be the last surviving veteran of the Civil War. Huh. Damn. He was 5 was years old.
1: 1954.
0: Hey, you said 1954
1: to 1959. 1854, sorry,
0: 1854. Yeah. My bad. 1854. November
2: 14th, 1854. 1854? What was he, seven? So he was 12. He was probably one of those guys with the drums. Yeah. Or like a cook or something. Yeah. Towel boy. Maybe he carried those... Uh... The amp- He carried the amputated limbs of soldiers.
0: That's what I was about to say. He carried them off <laughs> to the woods. He get them, gave them to the bears.
2: Collected their teeth to make jewelry
0: Ugh.
1: <laughs> uh, I was about to go way worse, but you guys <laughs> you, you
2: guys we'll just went leave it there enough. for now went far we we'll, we'll circle back next week you can I was gonna bring us to a new I was level. gonna
1: bring in a sexual component, but well,'ll oh, just
2: <laughs> now now we're never mind um <laughs> he's like now we're full circle like <laughs> now we're back to the middle east.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whatever that means. Um,
0: here, I'll add this article in from uh, Mashable where they cover this whole thing.
1: Thank okay. you.
0: That's crazy. They got a bunch of, uh, yeah, I'll add this in here. It's pretty interesting.
1: So uh, the only other things I have in here, I, I put the Squirrel link. So anyone wants to check that out, it's a, I believe it's an interesting read. You should also check out, if you ever get a chance, uh, they talk about it on an episode of Security Now. I'm sure they link to it on that webpage, so. Definitely mm-hmm. check out that episode where they explain it from top to bottom, how it works. Um, you might need a degree in in advanced mathematics and cryptography to understand it. I'm not sure. Because I'm not sure I understand it, but... And you need to know assembly. Oh, well, of course. If Steve Gibson, after all. That's the only language he programs in. Um, And last link I put in here is... In honor of Quint, aka Robert Shaw. Uh this is the song he likes to sing on uh, on the boat while they're hunting for sharks. Very I put good. the I put a link to the lyrics there and say say sea shanty. <laughs> we always talk about sea shanties and how we should know some. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a here's a link that has the whole lyrics and then the whole website is dedicated to sea shanties. So once have again,
2: it. we come back to Futurama, go Whitefish. fish, <laughs> have at it. I'm like a and, good shanty.
1: And I, uh, I typed this into YouTube and not only is there a, a video of Quint, you know, doing this song on uh, from jaws, but there's many, many, a video of people, either just lyric videos where there's music and people singing the song Or there's actual like performances of people singing the song too, so quite interesting.
2: Down the rabbit hole.
1: And there's a whole Wikipedia article just called Spanish Ladies, (laughs) which is about the song. It's a a traditional British naval song. So there you go.
2: Well, thank you for that. James, thank you for putting in the Civil War link. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we head out? I want um, to talk about
3: our lack of
2: sponsorship. And
0: that well, sounds like um, something for after show.
2: What uh, um, What actions are you taking to pursue sponsorship?
1: That's a good question. I was just thinking that we hadn't mentioned our our, our true sponsor in a long time, Coleman's Mustard. Mm-hmm. That's all.
2: Okay. Well, I believe the contest is still open. From a year and a half ago. If uh, any listeners care to submit the most creative use of Coleman's mustard, they will receive a five pound bag of powdered Coleman's mustard.
0: Uh, he's probably not joking.
2: I'm not, James. You sent me the link. I still have it bookmarked somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't know you're like, Buch. You love mustard.
2: No, I don't. <laughs> You'll start the, what, the Coleman's I Mustard Challenge.
0: I can, only ma- ma- I can only imagine what trouble you can get into with a five-pound bag of powdered mustard. <laughs> well, oh. you, could,
1: you could throw it at somebody. And, and fucking destroy their <laughs> vision. <laughs>
2: oh, God.
1: Throw it off a freeway bridge. That's just a,
0: a waste. During a rainstorm?
2: <laughs> Ooh. Oh.
1: I know what you can do.
2: Stage a water balloon fight. Put a tablespoon of mustard powder in each balloon while you fill it up.
0: Oh, that's something.
2: Hmm. Make sure awful. everyone wears white.
0: Or no, you go to the Indian festival <laughs> that they throw dust at each other. Holy. Yeah, holy. And then put in like must put in a fucking bag of mustard in there. <laughs> then you got something
1: They <laughs> throw dust at each other?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Holly, holy, yeah.
2: Mike, you're not uh, up to speed on your on your religious anything. festivals from around the world. I'm kinda disappointed.
1: I <laughs> guess not.
2: Gotta broaden your horizons, my man.
1: Yeah. Sounds like it.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that our sponsorship is settled, um, thank you all for listening. It has been an enjoyable show for all of us. Hopefully you like it too. You can check us out on our website, Iopanelpodcast.com. Send feedback to our group email, feedback at iopanelpodcast.com. On our website, there's a section over to the right-hand side with all our relevant social media links. Um, Please use them as you see fit. And once again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.